Hey loves, I'm Marley Liss, and welcome to the Sensual Revolution. This is a global movement to reclaim sensual empowerment on an embodied and systemic level. My personal path of sensuality has not been easy. Shame around my body image, sexual abuse, and my queerness had me dissociated and numbed the heck out. It's been a big journey to get to where I am today, but I really have turned my pain to purpose. Along the way, I've learned our personal healing makes epic waves in this world. This podcast is here to remind you that your healing is selfless. When you learn to shed shame, love your body, and claim your worth, you pave the way for all people to do the same. Here, you can expect to hear from sexual educators and healers who work at the embodied level of sensual empowerment, as well as policymakers and justice leaders who work at the systemic level. It's all connected. So whether you're at the very beginning of your own sensual healing journey, or you're a sex-positive advocate and superstar, this community welcomes you. Let's come together and revolutionize this planet one loving, sensual step at a time. Hello loves, welcome back to the Sensual Revolution podcast. I'm so excited to be back with this episode after taking a few weeks off to tend to self-care and practice what I preach around embodying boundaries and whatnot. As most of you hopefully know, April was Sexual Assault Awareness Month and it was such a powerful month for me filled with speaking events and raising awareness for alternatives to the punitive system and also filming a short documentary with Kelsey Dira on my story of sexual violence for restorative justice and that was so powerful and I'm so glad that I took time to rest and hopefully role model our right to slow down and prioritize ourselves and our well-being because we so deserve that. So I'm excited to share the doc with you when it's out and ready to be shared with the world and definitely if you're curious about my work that is specific to speaking, restorative justice, sexual violence, you can click the link in the show notes and go to marleyliss.com slash speaking to learn more about that. So today's guest is so incredibly epic and I'm so stoked to have Ariel D'Angelo, an LGBTQ plus self-love and empowerment coach as our guest today. Ariel played a really big role in my own journey with coming out and embracing my sexual orientation as a lesbian beyond shame. So it feels really special to have her on today to share her wisdom and we have such a gorgeous conversation. Her mission is to help LGBTQ plus humans live their most empowered and liberated lives rooted in radical self-love and authenticity. So Ariel shares about her journey with coming out, how she ended up in this work, um, how she blew up on TikTok through gay memes and what that was like, and overcoming fear of being out and loud and proud. We talk about some of the biggest barriers to coming out, both circumstantial and internal. Ariel offers really beautiful encouragement for folks navigating shame around sexuality and ways to work through fear of rejection and abandonment as we claim our authentic selves, and that applies to really everyone in the world. We also get into really epic conversation around essentially defluffing self-love and ditching people-pleasing. It's such a beautiful conversation, and especially at the start of Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm so excited to be able to share with you, so let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people. I'm so, 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 so excited to be here with Ariel, who's played like a really big role in my own journey with claiming queerness and self-love. So I'll share more about that, but I'm so happy you're here, Ariel. And I always kind of start with this question that you can answer in whatever way feels good for you. Who are you in this chapter of your life? Ooh, first of all, (laughs) such a good question. Um, and I also just want to say thank you so much for having me here, Marley. You, I've also learned so much from you, and I just feel so grateful to be connected with you on this journey, and I'm so pumped to be here today. Um, where I'm currently at, or who I am in this chapter, I love that question. I think that I'm really stepping into 
this like new next level version of myself as a leader inside of the LGBTQ community and really just embodying love as I do that. Um, so who I am and what I do, I'm an LGBTQ self-love and empowerment coach at the moment. And it is like literally my pride and joy to do this work in the world because I had such a difficult journey um, with my own like coming out process and really accepting myself through all of that. So my mission is to make that journey easy and smooth and filled with love for all of the queer people that come after me. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about who I am right now. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. And like, I'd just love to share some context of how I found your work too. And like, yeah, I've, I found your work, I guess it was about a year and a half ago. And I was searching like, like keywords, like I was searching exactly like LGBTQ, self-love, help. Like at that time I was questioning if I was lesbian and I was really distressed about it. Like I, I you know, I'm not gonna um, downplay that. Like I was like, holy shit, like, am I gay? And just didn't know even what to do with that. And yeah, finding your work was such a like, feeling of wow I needed this to exist and it does and I remember we like got on the phone and had this call and it was just so beautifully supportive and comforting and I think everything I needed that time was like representation community someone to just be like I get it you're valid and that's exactly what you did for me and I know that you do for so many people so just so grateful for you in the world yeah and like the work you do it matters and is so impactful so Thank you. Thank you. Um, can you share more about like your own journey with coming out and working through internalized homophobia, if that's the language that resonates with you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a little bit about my journey. Um, it wasn't always rainbows and butterflies and sunshine, and it was actually really challenging. So when I was, you know, in college, I was really struggling with my sexuality. I had no idea who I was. I was kind of just trying to fit in and, you know, be liked by everyone. And I had this deep secret um, that I was in love with another woman. I was in a secret relationship for years. It was actually a very abusive relationship. And I was closeted. I was fully closeted at the time. And even to myself, I was like, you're not gay. You're straight. It's just her. Like, there's no one else that you're attracted to. That's a woman. It's just her. So I fully believed that narrative for a long time. And it got to a point where I was really suffering with my mental health. I had so much anxiety. I would stay up every night, like just praying to God that I would fall in love with a man and that I wouldn't ever have to deal with this again because it just felt so scary to me. And it also felt so shameful and so wrong. And I thought I would live the rest of my life, like either in the closet and completely depressed, or I, I didn't want to be here anymore. So I got to a point where I hit bottom and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Enough is enough. So I went on a seven day retreat just as something to like help me learn a little bit more about self-love. I didn't even know what self-love meant going into that retreat. I was just kind of like, I need help and I will do anything to get the help that I need. Mm -hmm. And I was secretly hoping that I would go into this retreat and leave being like, okay, I'm straight and I'm good and we're all good. And it wasn't like a conversion therapy retreat, not at all. Yeah. Um, but I was just hoping that that would be the truth that I discovered in myself. And it was so far from that. I actually left that retreat for the first time in my life, truly loving myself, truly accepting myself. And it was the first time that I told myself, it's okay to be gay, to be bisexual, to be fluid, to be whatever you are is beautiful and perfect and it's okay. So that was a life-changing moment and experience for me. And from that place, I just continued to do the work because I realized how literally learning how to love and forgive myself at that retreat changed my life, like almost immediately. 
So I continue to do that work. And I was like, this is the work I want to do in the world in some capacity. And I slowly started coming out to the people around me and really like the difference in the process of previously hating myself, being so hard on myself, telling myself, you don't deserve to be here to then being like, okay, I got you. And we're going to do this together. It was like a night and day experience of coming out. So that's basically my mission in the world is to help people realize that they don't need to be their own worst enemy through it all. They can actually be their own best friend and things get so much easier when you can do that. There's still challenges. There's still obstacles. There's still hardship. Um, but if we can take that out of the equation and support ourselves through it, I mean, it's, it's a life changer. It's life-saving, honestly. Oh, so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm feeling like so much compassion for your younger self and just like so much of the contrast, like you're saying, like the night and day thing and even just the very tangible contrast of being fully like holding this as a secret and being in the closet and being in that shame. And then now you have like friggin like I was looking before, I'm like 91,000 something followers on TikTok and like this is what you share about loud and proud like every day like you show up consistently and you speak about these things that so many people are holding in shame and silence and it's just like such a beautiful contrast I'm curious like what has it been like to to share with the world in this way and to be like so public with your own I can relate to just like being really public with your own story and having it all out there like what has that kind of like catalyzed in you Ooh, yeah, it's been, it's been wild because I mean, my younger self would be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you're doing this? Like, no way. My younger self would never, ever, ever believe that I was this open and public and like confident about this because I was so far from that years ago. And so it is really amazing. And I think that as with anything that we share publicly, I remember when I was first starting my business, I was about to create um, a separate Instagram account because I had not yet publicly come out to like, you know, like the random people in my life or like people from like high school, strangers, whatever. And so I was a little bit nervous about it. And I was like, you know what? I was telling my sister, I'm just gonna create a separate Instagram account. That way there'll be like less judgment. It will be a little bit easier of a transition. And then she was like, is your only reason for doing that fear? And I was like, yes, it absolutely is. And like the fear is not enough to stop me because I have this big dream, this big mission. And if fear is going to hold me back, then like I'm not living in alignment with my truth. Mm -hmm. So I was like, fuck it. And I came out on Instagram and that day, like everything changed. I realize that the fear is sometimes still there when I post things that feel more vulnerable or scary or maybe a little bit out there, but I'm like me not doing this. I mean, like my mission is so much greater than that fear. So it's been an adjustment. And I think that as we reach like new levels in our leadership, there's like new levels of fear, but we just, you do it too. Like you continue pushing past that fear. Um, mm -hmm because there's so much more magic on the other side. Yeah. Oh, I love this conversation. My heart is so happy. I'm like, yes. Oh, I love you. Yeah, I love you. Like, I think it's so powerful. And I think that um, there is such a beautiful liberation and continuing to show up and share when it feels scary. And like you're saying, like, it's so clear in what you're saying and like every word and sharing your own story too, that there's such a deep connection to the why behind the work. Like, yes, like funny, like sometimes that looks like funny, like lols TikToks and it like <laughs> doesn't seem that whatever, but it's like, you can feel that even in that like lighthearted, funny TikTok, there is that depth of that mission. And like, that is totally what keeps us going. So yeah. So that. thank you for that like inspiration too I'm like yes oh my god absolutely and like we I mean I need to remind myself of that too and it's like in those funny TikToks when I first started posting on TikTok I didn't really think anything of it I was like 
I'm going to create sexual, funny, relatable memes that queer people have never gotten to experience like on the mainstream web. I was like, this is my opportunity to create that because Mm -hmm. a huge part of my personality and a lot of how I heal is through humor and through laughter and play and fun. And so TikTok was my way of doing that. And I was not expecting to get any clients from that. I was like, I have two separate personalities. My Instagram personality is more serious, professional, and my TikTok personality, like that's just a whole different group of people. Mm -hmm. And what I found is I was just showing up authentically posting these like kind of like inappropriate to some people um, types of content. And people were messaging me on Instagram and people were applying to work with me. And I was like, how did you find me? And they're like, well, I really related to this like funny TikTok that you posted. And I was like, wow, it's, it's working when we show up as our whole self even the parts of ourselves that maybe we've tried to hide or shame in the past or are more shadowy aspects. It's like, people want to see that people want to see all of us. They relate to that realness. So why are we hiding it? You know? And that's just been a really big, um, discovery for me in this journey so far. And I'm still like peeling back those layers and and trying to show up in that way. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Uh, it's so true like I just love that and I feel like that's very real with what I found as well is like every time there's something that I'm like Marley don't share this like this is actually too much or like no one will relate to this or this is embarrassing or whatever like when I share those things that's when the comment section pops off with people being like I needed to see this today like I just love that reflection and it's like that's something for everyone like believe your authentic realness is what the world needs so like yeah yeah and by you sharing that part of your journey it's like okay if we feel like a little bit nervous to post it think about how many other people are feeling this and too scared to say it or too scared to ask someone about it and you know by putting it out there like that's a part of our mission I think like on this planet at this time is to show people that that's okay and it's not wrong it's not shameful it's you know totally to like worthy of celebration so I think that's really beautiful and I love that about you too thank you I feel very like grateful for stories and I think like even just as you're sharing your coming out story I'm reminded like these are so important and it's very different, but I feel the same way with like survivor stories as well, like trauma survivor stories, when it feels right for us to share those, like mm-hmm. there is such a power in it. And there's such this collective effect of people being like, wow, this is something that we've like suppressed and silenced and oh for so long and speaking it out loud and sharing that is like huge. Like it's huge. Yeah. It's so beautiful because like, not only is it so healing for the collective, but like in you sharing your story, you're also like healing and releasing and expressing. And it's like, you're both healing through each other, which is so beautiful. And like you sharing your journey, I mean, is just, it always brings me to tears. And I know that you are making so many people feel less alone on this journey and showing them that there's hope, which is just so freaking powerful. Thank you. <laughs> my I'm like, oh, you know that emoji with the big eyes? That's like sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For podcast listeners, that's what my face looks like. <laughs> so cute. Hello, loves. Just jumping in to tell you about the 2S LGBTQIA plus community space that Eva Bloom and myself have created. The Fuck Compet Support Club is an epic space to connect with fellow queer and questioning humans, to build community and to process compet, which is short for compulsory heterosexuality. This space is just $10 per month and you'll get access to a guided monthly Zoom call and an ongoing Discord space for connection. There's always so much gorgeous community and chats happening in that space. So go to patreon.com slash support club, spelled as I said it, but minus the U in fuck, or to make things easy for yourself, just click the link in the show notes. Here you'll find more details and you'll be able to join there. 
We'd love to welcome you in, whether you've been out for years, are exploring new depths of your queerness, or are questioning your sexuality right now, this space is for you. You truly do belong, and we'd be so excited to welcome you into the club. I'm curious, like, this can be like in yourself or in your clients or in your community. Like, what do you see as some of the biggest barriers to coming out? And that can be like, like, I think there are very tangible, like external barriers that are more circumstantial, um, but also like internal barriers. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I would say I'm going to start external. I'm going to start externally because I think that that's how a lot of the internal barriers are created. So if we're looking at society at large, we live in a predominantly heteronormative society where everything that we see around us, the representation in the media, the lack of representation of queer people in the media, um, we immediately feel like we're not a part of the narrative or shouldn't be a part of the narrative. And I mean, if you look at what's going on with like the don't say gay bill in Florida, it's like, we're not worthy of being in the narrative. It's shameful, it's wrong, it's bad for us to exist. So that's the um, story that gets created on a societal level. And it trickles down into, if you look at religion, if you look at you know family conditioning, so from a young age, everything that we're being exposed to is telling us this isn't normal or this isn't acceptable or this isn't okay. So we grow up fully believing that about ourselves and believing that this is a part of us that we should continue to suppress. That you know our queerness is wrong or it isn't valid or it isn't worthy of celebration. So. I know that, you know, for me personally, in my own journey, just speaking to, to myself here, I believe that about myself for so long that this is not okay. This makes me bad. This makes me weird. This makes me gross. This, there's something wrong with me. Um, people like me don't deserve to exist and I need to become straight. Like I need to become like them. So for people, you know, it's like these external barriers of family, conditioning, religion, society play a huge role. And then on an internal level, they're feeling that internalized shame, that internalized homophobia, that internalized transphobia, however it's showing up for them. And it really like it is completely all consuming. And it's like all you can think about, all you can feel is just this like pervasive badness inside of you. And so, yeah, I believe that all around it, it plays a huge role because it, it takes us away from our power, away from our voice, expressing our truth. And when we do that, like our whole life force is dimmed. So how can we show up in the world authentically when we're like, you know, uh, this teeny tiny version of ourselves? So yeah, that's like, a little bit about you know how I see those obstacles playing a role and again just coming back to my mission like my mission as a practitioner is to help people release the shame release the blocks release the limiting beliefs around their identity so they can get back to their true essence and remember who they are and why they're here yeah oh, thank you so much and I really appreciate how clearly you like outlined and explained how the external and internal is connected like I think I think sometimes we're like oh was I just born insecure like am I just an insecure anxious person and like there is this reality of like we've internalized all these beliefs and systems and holding those in our bodies and hearts and minds so like I just think it's really important the way that you're like this is around us and then we take it in mm -hmm. and then we feel it um, and also the way that there's like such need, like as you're speaking, I'm just like, yeah, there's such need for people who are addressing all of these things in the way that they're genuinely called to. Like there are people who are called to like change policies on a systemic level so that the external stuff is being changed and like, thank God for those people. And then there are people like you who are like less, look at a more like kind of responsive approach of like what's been taken in what's been internalized like we deserve to heal 
and free ourselves from that. So I just think like, it's just so valuable. Um, yeah, thank you. What would you, what would you say to someone who's just like, I mean, I guess this is like a very vague question, but whatever you're inspired to say, like, what would you say to someone, maybe they're listening to this podcast right now and they're like really struggling with those internalized beliefs of like homophobia and whatnot like what are some words of support or some resources that you might share (laughs) my dogs in the background are like you're beautiful (laughs) I want to say that you are so beautiful as you are in your wholeness and right now what makes you feel shameful and wrong and what feels like your biggest struggle is actually your superpower can become your superpower. And it makes you even more unique, even more vibrant, even more special. And I think that it's just funny to like look back and and I really wanna say like, if I went from literally not wanting to be here and believing that this was the worst part about myself imaginable, praying for it to go away to now being like this is one of my favorite parts of myself. It doesn't need to be all of who I am, but it's such a huge part of like my mission and and why I believe I'm on this earth at this time. And I believe that for all LGBTQ people. I believe that we're all here to teach the rest of humanity more about compassion, more about love, more about like literally everything. I think that there's just so much to learn from you being you. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this and you're struggling, I just want you to know that you're, you are a light on this planet at this time. And you are here for such a divine reason. That was so beautiful. I'm like, I almost want to like take that clip and just like, be like, everyone make this your phone alarm. Like, do it wake up to this every morning and remember it yeah you know we all have moments where we forget where we forget who we are where we forget why we came here why we're doing this thing and sometimes it's just about Mm re-remembering and um yeah you you deserve to feel that and know that and if you don't feel it right now that's okay it's a journey it takes time it's a process but I promise if you're committed to that journey of coming back to love, you will find that and you will feel it. Yeah. Something that you shared when we like first hit record on the very first question, who are you in this chapter of your life? So you're like, I'm stepping into, like I'm claiming leadership in the LGBTQ plus community and embodying love. And I feel that so much in what you were just saying. And I'm just feeling of like the power of, and we know this, like on a healing level on a somatic healing level, like the power of being witnessed through that lens mm. of like love and acceptance. And when we have that degree of shame in us and someone looks at us and says like, every single part of you is beautiful and worthy of like, that's such a powerful moment. It's so powerful. And I think like sometimes in the realm of healing and self-development or whatever there are all these really cool amazing fancy tools and we love them and we need them but baseline I'm like just witnessing someone and saying like you're beautiful you deserve love all the parts of you that you're holding in shame are like worthy of empathy and are amazing like there's so there's so much healing in that so Ooh. I just yeah had to like acknowledge you for that and just felt inspired to be like yes that (laughs) thank you you. and I feel the same about you and like it really is just in the work that we do you know inside of Unleashed my group coaching program it's like I I equally learn so much from all of the students who come through like I feel like I'm a student at the same time and they're also leading me we're leading each other because just in witnessing each other there's so much healing that can take place and I don't know you sharing that just reminded me I got emotional because I remember before I came out to my parents I was like crying in my sister's arms and I was like I can't do this I can't do this like what if everybody rejects me like what if I'm abandoned like what if they like don't love me anymore like and I was saying all these things and she just like held me and looked at me and was like, 
this makes you so much more beautiful. This makes you so much more you. Like, imagine how it's going to feel to just be able to freely be yourself, to be who you came here to be. And I think that we often forget that as queer people, like a huge part of why we feel insecure and not ourselves is because we're like not even tapping into our potential. Mm -hmm. And so of course we feel insecure and of course we don't have the confidence because we're not showing up as our whole self. And I think that's also like a great reminder is like through every person that we come out to that maybe like doesn't react how we want them to or how we anticipate they will, or maybe they're not entirely supportive. It has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. And you speaking your truth when it does feel safe in situations where it does feel safe, only if it feels safe, I always wanna um, emphasize that is honestly like you are teaching the world again more about how to be compassionate how to be accepting and that's what my sister told me she was like you are going to rock our family's world in the best way imaginable shout out to your freaking sisters i know (laughs) she she is just i mean the best she's the best and yeah and so i want to remind anyone who's listening of that, that like sometimes we're the catalyst for the change that's like literally just waiting to happen among these these people and these souls in our life who have not yet learned these lessons. Like we're learning, they're learning. It's like a beautiful mm-hmm. co-creation that's happening. Yeah, yeah, I believe that so deeply, like so, so deeply that like our reclamation ripples essentially. And like, I've seen that as well like kind of people around me naturally educating themselves or questioning deep beliefs that they've had or embracing parts of themselves. And like, I see that for, I see that for everyone. Like we all kind of carry those torches for our communities and through like that embodied reclamation and just being ourselves. The people around us are like, whoa. So I love, I love that. I love that your sister is like, just like, you're going to rock our family's world. Like, this is huge. Yeah. yeah. And like, I love what you said there. And I feel like when we become awakened to our own power, like we create that ripple effect of awakening in others. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when we are able to awaken to our truth, they can, we give them permission to awaken to theirs as well. Yes. I love that. And we make it safer in the world. Like us, I think that's so real for like marginalized communities, especially like you taking up more space, showing up online, sharing your story. Like then I get on TikTok and I say, oh, TikTok's a safe space for me to talk about this. Mm -hmm. We all, we all pave that path and space for each other. Um, And that's, I'm just that, okay, that feels like a really good segue into like all the work you do around self-love because there's such a narrative that like self-love is selfish or like we shouldn't just be focusing on ourselves but as we're saying like our healing has these ripples and it is so powerful in that way so I think that self-love first of all I think that self-love is a word that like gets really fluffed up and I'm curious like can you share what self-love actually means to you Yeah, absolutely. I feel like my definition, my personal definition of self-love is like in constant flux and always changing um, as I grow and evolve. But right now I would say that what self-love means to me is living in complete harmony with all aspects of myself. Mm -hmm. So having total forgiveness for every aspect of myself, every version of myself, every part of myself on this journey, having complete love and compassion for all of those parts and like truly seeing myself um, in my wholeness, in my authenticity, as my essence. Like for me, that's what self-love means right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love what you said about like so many people think that self-love is selfish. And I used to be one of those people where I did not understand it at all. And I mean, the way I like to think of it is like, how can we give love to others if we don't fully see and love ourselves? Like when I think back to my prior relationships, friendships, 
prior to even loving myself or understanding why it was important to love myself, I wasn't able to fully show up in those relationships. I thought I was because I was a people pleaser. I used to think that I was showing up the best I could in those relationships because I was just people pleasing and overextending myself. But that wasn't truly loving the other person because when I was showing up in that way, I was exhausted. I was you know, giving love when I was on empty. So the love that I was giving like wasn't pure, it wasn't whole, it wasn't like totally unconditional. And now I feel like I am able to show up and have this unconditional love for others with boundaries and make sure that I give to myself first, especially as like a healer, as a coach, someone who's, I mean, you know this very well, as somebody who's constantly holding space for other people and, and really like holding space for some deep stuff. Um, it's so important that we show up when we ourselves are full and when we have taken care of ourselves. And if I wasn't doing that, like I wouldn't be able to hold space for those people. So, so yeah, I think that self-love is like the most, yes, <laughs> not selfless, but like is the most loving thing that we can do for ourselves and others. Yeah, I feel that so, 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 so deeply. And I think that it's such a like gross disservice that our systems and world has been like, especially for women and non-binary folk, like your role is to give, 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 give. And I think that like sometimes, I think sometimes we have to kind of like trick our brains into self-love because we're so conditioned to like put ourselves last. So sometimes if we're like, oh, actually it is helping the other person if I practice self-love, but like I hear that so much in what you're saying. And I, I even think of times that like, I've like received like services from therapists or whatnot. And like, if I feel that they're burnt out, I feel like such a burden and like I'm at, they're trying to give to me, like they want to, and they're trying, but like, I can feel that it's draining them. And then I feel guilty. And then like, nobody's winning. Um, whereas I'd so much rather receive from someone who's like, oh my gosh, like, absolutely. I just went on a seven day retreat. My heart is so full. I've never loved myself so much. Yes. I would be honored to hold this space for you. Then I'm like, oh, wow. They love me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that so much. And also like how we see ourselves is how we see others. So if we don't fully love ourselves and we're shaming ourselves and being hard on ourselves, chances are pretty high that you're also probably being hard on others and criticizing others. And not seeing them in their essence and and as their whole self. So I believe like when we are seeing ourselves and loving ourselves on that deep level, the way I'm going to see you and everyone around me is going to be like in their highest light and in their wholeness versus, you know, from a place of like guilt or shame or exhaustion or whatever it is, criticism. So yeah, it truly is a gift to ourselves and the world. Yeah. Oh my God. I love this conversation. (laughs) Like this is all so important. Um, And then how can self-love, and I know that you shared about this, like with your own journey, how can self-love like support us in owning our queerness and authentic identity even more? Mm. Ooh, and I want to say one more, I want to preface that with one more thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like a narrative I don't know if like that I received a lot was like, oh, if you're questioning your sexuality, like just hook up with someone and then you'll know, which for some people, maybe that's really valid. Maybe that's the way. But for me at the time, I was so deep in my own overwhelm and shame that I was not available for that. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to have this like reckoning just between me and me. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, just with that kind of like preface, like how, yeah, how can focusing on our relationship, like with ourselves and that self-love priority, like support us in owning queerness and authentic identity? Ooh, I could go on and on about this topic. Um, <laughs> so I think like if we're, you know, referring back to my definition of 
how I view self-love right now, which is living in total harmony with all aspects of ourselves, you know, having that compassion and forgiveness for every part of herself. Um, the way that like specifically relates to queerness is seeing our, seeing all versions of ourselves throughout that journey of coming out, throughout that journey of discovery, and just holding those younger versions of ourselves and having so much love for like what they had to go through and that process. And so I think that, you know, just honoring the version of yourself and celebrating the version of yourself that is queer, that is having these experiences, these thoughts, these beliefs, um, and just having such love for that part of you or those parts of you. And I think that when we do that, we can show up in all relationships feeling more clear and connected to our truth. And we can use that as a compass to guide us. So we'll be able to go into certain situations and like have some more discernment. Like, does this truly feel aligned and safe for me right now? Or is this me just doing this out of my pattern of people pleasing or wanting this person to like me or, or whatever it is. So I think that we can get so much more clear when we're in that place where we do have a solid connection with ourselves. And I also want to say that I hear so many people say like, oh, like, I think I might be gay, but I've never had a queer experience. So I'm not valid in my identity. I'm not actually gay or I'm not actually a lesbian or bi or pansexual or whatever trans because like I haven't had X, Y, and Z experience in this process yet. And it's like, no, you are whoever you want to be. You can identify however you want to identify, whether that's with a certain identity or fluid, ever-changing identity, you don't need to have had any queer experiences whatsoever to know. And for some people, I think it's interesting when I look back at my own journey, I think at times having those experiences was really validating for me. And at other times it wasn't at all. It was kind of like, you know, it just depended on the moment and the scenario and where I was at in my journey at that time. And I know that a comparison that a lot of people give is like, okay, so you're straight. Did you need to have any experiences to know inside of you that you were straight? And for some people that answer is no, I didn't. For others is, yeah, I actually did have to like explore a bit and yeah. figure it out. So whatever that is for you is perfect. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you so much for all of that. Like it is so important. And I hear that narrative all the time too. And like, yeah, I wrestled with it in myself for a long time, just like, this isn't valid until, and even just like, this isn't invalid. This isn't valid until some external authority says like, like, it's such an interesting thing. Like all the, like, am I gay quiz searches and just like being so desperate for someone else to just give us the answer. Yeah. Um, and I think that shows up in so many areas of our lives where we're just like, oh, I couldn't possibly know. I need like someone else. And sometimes that's, is really helpful, like community support. And like, I don't think external validation is necessarily bad, but like that piece of validating what we feel in our own bodies, minds, and hearts is like huge. So yeah. Thank you for that. Oh, I love that. This is, this could literally go, we could go on a whole other tangent with this because it really just comes back to like realizing that we are our own guides and understanding that we have all of the answers that you know we are ever searching for and sometimes we forget that often we forget that hello loves we're gonna take a quick break from our conversation to tell you about my signature group coaching program the sensual wholeness academy this is an eight-month program for women and non-binary folk who are ready to let go of shame and claim self-love, sensual empowerment, and somatic healing within an epic community rooted in radical acceptance. The course includes eight modules which dive into content like strengthening boundaries, claiming your true yes and no, transforming shame around sexuality, building a mindful self-pleasure practice, releasing body and genital shame, transforming trauma-inclusive sex education, empowered intimacy, the wheel of consent, and so much more. When you sign up for the Central Wholeness Academy, you get access to live weekly group coaching calls featuring embodiment practices. You get the eight video training modules, 
You get access to our VIP virtual community space where you receive ongoing support throughout the whole program. You get guided journal prompts, community to last a lifetime, and bonus workshops with amazing guests. If you're someone who's ready to let go of shame or numbness and claim the sensual empowerment and self-love you deserve, then your next step is to go to marleylist.com SWA. You'll also see the link for that in the show notes. So here you'll see plenty more details about the program and you'll be able to set up a free consultation call with myself where you'll receive personalized support and explore if this is a fit for you. So I'm so looking forward to connecting with you on this call. You're so worthy and capable of this reclamation. And I think that also like in my own personal journey, I was so confused in the beginning of like, okay, I need to pick a label. I need to pick an identity. And I don't know whether I'm straight, whether I'm bi, whether I'm gay, whether I'm something else. Like I was just so confused. And sometimes I think that labels can feel really empowering for some people and really disempowering and confusing for others. Mm -hmm. So I just want to remind anyone who's listening to this, like if you are grappling with picking a label, I want you to know that you don't need to choose a label. You don't ever need to choose a label. And like, sometimes it's fluid. Sometimes it's really ever changing, ever evolving as you continue to grow and evolve as a human. And I've had to remind myself of that so many times. Like just because I identify as gay in this minute, (laughs) doesn't mean that tomorrow I'm going to be like, oh, like actually I am feeling more like this right now. And that's valid. That's valid. And we don't need to shame anyone for that. So I just want to remind anybody who's struggling with that, that, you know, you're allowed to ditch the labels and just follow the feels and be in your heart Mm -hmm. and do what excites you. Yes. And like, actually you saying both of those things, like, labels can feel really empowering if they do yes and labels can feel disempowering if they do ditch it like I remember you saying both of those things was huge for me because like I feel like I pressured myself to be fluid a lot and I was in a lot of communities and environments where it was like be open like kind of this hippie whatever like be open to everyone like don't close yourself off to people Mm. um and like landing on a label felt like such a safety like oh I don't have to cross my own boundaries anymore yeah Um, and then I remember like people in shared community being like labels feel very like personally harmful to them and like I just remember it's like yeah I just remember you naming that like both of these things are okay and I was like oh thank god (laughs) oh my god and both things are okay at different points in our life and you saying that really reminded me of like in my own journey when saying I'm gay and like claiming that felt so empowering and safe, like so safe. And at other times I'm like, well, what if I want freedom and flex? Like, and you get to have that, you can do whatever the F you want in this life. And the truth is, is like, we are thinking about it so much more than anybody else's. And that's another thing. I have so many people message me and say, Ooh, I came out as bi, but now I'm like realizing I actually identify as gay and like, I don't know how to do this. Everyone's going to judge me. And I'm like, you are so good. Like no one's really going to care. And with all love, like people are so much more worried about themselves and you know, whatever feels empowering for you is perfect. So just remembering that and remembering that every, yeah, there's so many different, I guess, there's so many different truths existing at once. And just to remember that. Uh, and like what I feel a shift away from in everything that we're both saying and living is like, just kind of being like, fuck it to the world's prove it energy. Cause I think especially with queer people and we're both like femme presenting gay people, like there can be such this energy of like, okay, you say you're this, prove it. Like, and then these kind of moments of like, aha, like you do have a crush on like a man, like we knew you were like, like, you know, it's kind of like, like being on trial experience. Yes. I think yes. A lot of like, a lot of, um, what's the word? Like when you're like passing as, as something like with any identity, like 
for me as like a Jewish person who passes or whatever, like there's constantly this like prove it energy. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that kind of like, I'm not going to engage with that. Like, I'm going to just, like you said, be my own guide and follow the feels. Like you said, like there's such a kind of like, I feel like a tangible, like putting down like a 500 pound weight by just letting that be and be not engaging yeah oh I love that and it's such a good reminder and it's funny because like when I think about when I was in the closet I spent so much time trying to prove to everyone trying to prove to myself mainly that I was straight and yeah and now I'm like okay how can we prove that we're gay and it's like no (laughs) like yeah like like, let that go let that go and we don't need to engage with it um So I love that. It, like, what if we shift the narrative from like the external to just fully enjoying internally, to enjoyment, to fun, to pleasure, to play, like to just being in what feels good and safe for you. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. The time is literally flying. I'm like, we clearly need to do make so much magic together. But I know, I know. <laughs> I love this so much. Like I'll ask a few, a few kind of like beautiful wrap-up questions. So like I guess one thing is like, yeah, what's like a major like if you're gonna share like one self-love tool or like tangible shift with us today, like what's one that's been ma- really major for you or for your clients? Ooh. Wow. I think that inner child work has been a game changer for me and my clients. And I think, again, it's one of those things where people are like, I don't really know what that means. And it doesn't need to be all fancy. doesn't need to have the bells and whistles. You don't need to do a full-blown meditation around it. But I think even just connecting with your inner child and tuning into what their needs are, what their voice is, and giving them the love and presence and affection, whatever it is that they so deeply have yearned for and realizing that you have the power to parent yourself. Mm -hmm. You have the power to nurture that child within you better than anyone in your life ever has. And it's a tool that I think that so many of us like just completely forget about or neglect. And it's available to you at all times. You don't need to have the tools, the guides to do it. You can literally just put your hands on your heart and tune in and, and tell your little inner child that you love them, that you see them, that you're, you're here for them. So yeah, I would say that that's one of my favorite tools. I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I feel that a lot. And I love, I love that you also were like, it doesn't need to be so fancy. Like I think, yeah, sometimes in like healing world, it gets really like complex and specific and rigid. And it's just like that intention of of connection is so, so, so beautiful. Okay. This might be like a really big question. I know it is when people ask me things like this, but like, what are some of the most beautiful and rewarding aspects of your work? Ooh, Uh, it makes me emotional. Yeah. It's literally like, this full body experience, getting to do the work, it comes back to inner child, do the work that my inner child so deeply needed. Like if I had a supportive community, if I had love and guidance and just nurturing and support through that process of coming out and exploring who I was, I mean, my childhood, my teenage years would have been entirely different. And so I just can't even describe like witnessing the transformation in my clients and like hearing them say for the first time, like, I actually love myself. Like I actually like myself or I'm proud of myself or just like these small little things just makes my heart literally explode. And I, so many of my calls just like feeling so emotional and just knowing that like, this is my life's work and I'm, 
I went through all of that for such a reason. And so, yeah, I think that just seeing those shifts in my clients is huge and there's no better feeling than watching them move from a place of like self-loathing and shame to radical self-love and self-acceptance. Yeah. Oh, I totally feel this like in the depths of my heart. I'm just like, I absolutely understand and know that feeling in like my own unique way. And it's just like, it's so, 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 so beautiful. And what a powerful example of um, giving from a full cup because you feel like like I literally outlined that example before where like imagine you were like oh like I just have to do this work because like everything is going to shit and if I don't do it like that person's not going to love themselves like if you're coming from that place that feels so different than the like gorgeous explanation you just gave of how it feels to give from that like kind of place of overflow where you did this healing work and you continue to do it in yourself and then it like pours out to be shared with others and like I know anyone listening and for me listening to that just now like I'm like oh my god it feels it feel amazing to receive from that versus like the lack place oh my gosh yeah it truly does you can feel it I mean energy does not lie and when we're doing the work it comes through in all that we do just like in my clients my students will reflect that back to me like I'll come back from like a retreat into loom and they'll be like, Oh my God, like what, whatever's like pouring through you right now, I feel it. And I'm like, me too. Yeah. Like that can be totally felt on both levels. So that's where like the biggest shifts get to happen is when we are showing up in integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, we create a way safer container for mm-hmm. our clients to grow and really experience that magic as well. Yeah. Ah, okay. Final big question I have is I feel like these are all such like emotional questions, but I like love them. I think we both like feelings. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, what, especially given the context of having shared about like overcoming so much homophobia and shame and all these things, like I would love to hear like what have you found to be some of the most beautiful and maybe joyful parts of claiming queerness? Mm. Ooh, honestly, like it comes back to the same piece of like my students and my clients and seeing my younger self and them. Mm -hmm. And like, literally, I feel like working with the people who I work with, the beautiful humans who I get to work with, they remind me of younger versions of myself. And in doing this work, I feel like I'm healing all the little inner children inside of me Mm -hmm. um so that has felt like just like a full reclamation in itself just coming back to this place of like wow look at what I get to do because of my queerness and because of my struggles because of that abusive relationship because of everything that made me want to not be here anymore has truly become my superpower and is what brings me so much joy today. So I really always like to use that as a metaphor in my life. If there's ever a challenge I'm going through, I'm like, if we could turn that shit to magic and to light and beauty, like what else can we transform to love? So I know I kind of like derailed from that question, but I just truly feel like, yeah, the work that I do feels like just, yeah, the biggest celebration of my queerness and getting to connect in this community with like real genuine connection and vulnerability. I mean, there's nothing more magical and beautiful than that. Mm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like that, like what you just summed up so beautifully is like one of the most miraculous parts of life is just like that, transformation when we take so much pain and we turn it into that love and I think we all I think we all like experience that in our own ways and it's just like the most precious kind of magical thing ever we can just stay open to the magic and the love and beauty that's around us Ooh, I mean so many blessings will come your way and you'll you'll realize like things will just start to unfold magically so yeah 
sweetest ever okay last um thing is how can people connect with you and support your work and maybe like access all the beautiful offerings that you have yeah so you can reach me um my personal instagram account is at ariel d'angelo and i also have another instagram account for we the rainbow my lgbtq organization and that's currently at we the rainbow official um, and my TikTok is the same as my personal Instagram at Ariel D'Angelo. So you can find my offerings like there. You can literally just send me a message and say, hey, or if there's anything you're looking for support with, I'm here and I'd love to chat with you. Um, but yeah, all the links are there. My website, I'm sure you'll, you'll share that. Yeah. It's all like pretty much my name. So it's straightforward and easy (laughs) yeah I'll definitely put the links for that in the show notes so it's like super super easy for people definitely follow Ariel on TikTok like your content is the best and it's just like fun and amazing and deep and whole um yeah oh my gosh thank you so much for you in this world and this conversation and the work that you do it's been like so beautiful to reconnect. I feel like I've said beautiful 4,000 times. In this podcast. <laughs> how we feel. That's how we feel. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, it's been so special. And like, for me on my own journey, like before we hit record, I was saying, it just feels really beautifully full circle to connect now after like, yeah, working with you about a year and a half ago. And just kind of for me, it's like a landmark point of like, wow, look how far we've come. Mm-hmm. So that feels really special. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much, Marley. I hope that you are feeling as inspired and heartful from that conversation as I clearly was. It was so beautiful to dive into this with Ariel and to share her amazing work. Make sure to follow her on all social media platforms and to play around with some of the concepts we discussed today because you really are so worthy of making peace with your authentic self and sharing that with the world. You're so, so needed here, exactly as you are. Sending you so much love, always appreciating shares and reviews of this podcast. Check out all the links mentioned in the show notes, and I'm looking forward to another episode next week.